Welcome to the Dean of Math podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Dean. And in these short minutes that we spend time together, it's my hope that you'll hear something that causes you to pause, to ask questions, something that might spark your curiosity, and that you'll take those things with you as you head into your classrooms each day. So today's a little bit longer episode of the Dean of Math. I want to share something that's been really pivotal to me as an educator over the last couple of years, and that's how learning to solve the Rubik's Cube changed my life as an educator. Solving the Rubik's Cube was always on a bucket list for me. I really wanted to learn how to solve it. I was super envious of the people who knew how to solve it. And so one day I went out and bought one for my classroom. And this was in June of a school year a few years ago and I bought the Rubik's Cube and I took it out of the package and it came with a nice little stand and it was all solved and I set it on my desk and I looked at it but I didn't do anything with it. I was afraid of it to be honest. I didn't want to mess it up. I was afraid that if I picked it up and played around with it I would never get it back the way it was and then I'd be looking at a messed up Rubik's Cube. So I left it there and the month went by and the school year ended and I packed up my Rubik's Cube and I put it in my desk and I left it. Following September, I got it back out again and I set it on my desk and there it was in all its beautifulness sitting on my desk and students kept asking me, you know, Mrs. Dean, do you know how to solve that? And I would say no and eventually uh, some of the kids would come up to my desk and mess it all up and of course I was horrified the first time Uh, but then they would solve it and they would solve it and put it back and then one kid asked me if I wanted to learn so I said of course yes I wanted to learn how to solve the Rubik's Cube because what's the point of having a Rubik's Cube if we don't solve it so this particular student proceeds to go about showing me how to solve the Rubik's Cube and it's full of all these words like algorithms and this turn and that turn and sort of ended up with a big voila moment and then he handed it to me and he said you try and of course I was like dumbstruck because I had no idea what I was supposed to do with the thing even though he'd walked me through it step by step and thankfully I was saved by the bell and uh, the students were dismissed and I kind of put it, put it down it uh, to the side of my desk again. Eventually though my students gave me enough grief that I realized it was time for me to solve the Rubik's Cube. So I told my students one weekend, it was a, uh, a Friday afternoon, that yes I would go about learning how to solve the Rubik's Cube that particular weekend and bring it back solved on Monday. So that's what I set out to do and I knew my students would call me on it. So I waited all weekend till Sunday afternoon and I sat down and realized, okay, I'm going to have to do this thing. So I did what any good person would do, any good student. I googled how to solve a Rubik's Cube and attempted to follow the steps. And let me tell you, it was a frustrating experience. I had to keep going back, re-watching steps. I put the thing down. I had to walk away. I, I got close to the end and then I messed up and then I had to restart. It, it, it wasn't as easy as it seemed like it was going to be at first, just following the steps. But see, eventually, I got three quarters of the way solved. And I brought it to school the next day, and I showed my students. And they're proud um, of me for solving it that far. And I said, they said, but you have to, you know, you're still not done yet. So then I set about, at recess, I told them that I would solve it 
we finished solving it. So I found my video, I got to the final step, and I followed the, followed the instructions. And if you've ever solved a Rubik's Cube, when you get to the very end step, it looks like you're messing the cube all up. And I'm going about following the steps, not totally not sure that I'm doing it correctly, until the final turn and everything fell into place. And let me tell you, the joy that I felt after that moment was something I have not experienced in a great deal of time. And I realized that what I had experienced, what I had done, was I'd walked through the steps of what I hope my students would experience in a classroom. Here's the thing, I had something I wanted to learn. I set about to gather resources that would help me learn it. I worked through the learning process. I tried things, I failed, I had to go back. I got frustrated, I picked it up, put it down, walked away, but eventually I kept coming back to it because it's something I wanted to learn about. And then finally I got to the end step and I, I reached my goal and the joy in reaching that goal was so profound that I wanted to do it again. After I solved that Rubik's Cube the first time, I immediately messed the thing back up again so I could do it all again. Yes, I still had to walk through the steps. I still had to watch the video. I still have to watch the video, as a matter of fact, right now, if I wanted to solve a Rubik's Cube. But this is the kind of learning we aspire for our students to have every day. This notion of having something they want to learn, that they then find, gather the resources and walk through the steps, experience the learning journey, and get to the end on their own, their own time, that, that feeling is what I want to capture in my classroom every day. I wish I had the answers for how, I, how to go about doing this every single day, but it's something that I keep in mind as I, as I try to plan, as I run my classroom, as I interact with my learners, that ultimately I want them to decide what they want, what, what they want to learn. And, and I don't know how to do this in a math class really all the time. How do I, how do I pose to them questions so that they ultimately decide what we're learning in math class? That I don't know. I, I wish I had answers for that. I wish I had answers for how we get students to experience this on a day-to-day -day basis. All I know is that it's what I experienced and I had this recognition that this is what our classrooms need to be like. And so each day I strive to like have one moment of that joy for my learners in some capacity. It's not the whole process yet. I, I'm working through it. But that feeling of joy of, of having a thing that we're, we're setting out to learn, of gathering resources, of trying things out, of facing our failures, that's what our students need to learn about in our classrooms. That's the joy that we should be going for each day. That's what my hopes are as a classroom teacher, as uh, somebody who uh, is in leadership, who shares ideas with other educators. That's what I want to pass on to you. We need to be able to capture some small parts of that joy for our students and ultimately open the doors up to a bigger picture of learning for them. Moving beyond scripted curriculum, moving beyond scripted lessons from a textbook, moving beyond even following the checklist of our curriculum as if, as if math is some sort of checklist of things we need to check off. It's, it's not. No learning really is. So that's how the Rubik's Cubes changed my life. It opened my eyes to what learning could be and should be for my learners. It's what I take with me uh, into my classroom every single day. And so I would encourage you to think about the things that you do in your life 
What are the things that have captured your imagination, that have captured your joy in learning? How can you bring that into your classroom today? Hi, I'm Melissa Dean, otherwise known as the Dean of Math. I hope that in these few short moments that we have together, you'll hear something that's thought-provoking, that raises questions and ideas for you, and that gives you some inspiration and motivation to try out something different in your classroom.